haven't time to snack around in comfort all the year. So when we get a little time before our boat gets going, we head on down to the library and this is what we hear. Come on and look all around, there's plenty for to see. Make your own self right at home, I love the library. Welcome to Homegrown Conversations, a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. I'm Kari Peterson, and on today's show, I've compiled some excerpts from a listening project I did with Mary Katas Miller. In this compilation, there is um, a collection of Mary talking about her her husband, Jay Miller, who passed away several years ago, and he was a very dear, sweet man and an extremely talented artist, and I always enjoyed Jay and Mary together, and uh, I really wanted to get her talking about her life and him and have that recorded for posterity. This is Kari Peterson, and I'm here today with Mary Katas Miller. Today is August 26, 2022, and we're at the Petersburg Public Library in the archive room. And Mary is preparing to leave town. 
Um, you're going to be moving to South Dakota to be with your children. And I really wanted to do a listening project with you before you left. Okay. I'll go out with, me, with the bang. <laughs> you're going to go out with the bang? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you have lived at the corner here of at Lumber town. Street. Uh-huh. Yes. Actually, uh, we bought that building in 2000. Okay. And I remember. It was a duplex. So on one side, we lived with my mother, mm-hmm. and on the other side, we decided to open up a jewelry store because he was a very artistic person. And he started selling his jewelry, bracelets, pendants, earrings, and everything. And um, he was very successful. He was um, Alaska Native, such as I, but from the Haida tribe. Okay. Yeah. Now, where was Jay from? Was he? He was born in Haines. Okay. And his grandmother owned a drugstore. And so that's where I think he developed that retail business. Oh, okay. And he he became an orphan when his mother and father died, and he was only about four years old. Oh. So it's remarkable to listen to his story. His character is very superb because he didn't have a place to stay and so people in Haines took him in and let him stay there even if 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 it was for one night or two nights or one month a place to lay his head and for him to eat and it's remarkable the person he turned out to be yeah, I remember him as a very quiet and gentle man. Yeah, he is. And extremely talented. Very talented. Actually, what caught my attention to him was his eyes sparkled when he smiled. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> you know, a big, great big smile. Yeah. And so I asked my nephew, who is that guy? Because they brought him to our house in Sitka for my niece's birthday. And he was sitting there smiling and talking. And I asked my nephew, who is that guy? And so, of course, he had to tell Jay, she was asking about you because (laughs) little did I know that he became a widow two years before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So you met Jay in Sitka when you were living there? I did. And I didn't know he was a widow. And I was a single parent for a very long time. And um, and it didn't take us long to get acquainted and get engaged. And, and we eloped. We eloped in Juneau. And we just knew each other yeah. for a few months and knew it was the right thing to do. You know, it was, um, he was a person that I I would um, call the love of my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I remember about him and about mm-hmm. you Yeah, is um, definitely your relationship. Yeah. He 
just he adored you and you him and yeah. it was he was a very you really complimented each other a humble hider I, I call him my prince <laughs> and he was very he was quiet yeah and we didn't exchange gifts for Christmas and birthday because I could go out and get anything I wanted and he'd okay it. He didn't even have to okay it. That's why I'm thinking when a wife says, I have to ask my husband and I and I can't get used to that. Yeah. Well he always he struck me as he was so respectful. Yeah. And he was just a kind person. He was. I really enjoyed talking to him. Yeah. About his jewelry, and you were you were talking earlier about he had that very distinct design where he had mixed the clinket form line with the Norwegian rose mauling. Yeah, and that well, was very popular. Well, I could, when we moved here in two thousand, and already knew he was an artist because um, he had a small work area in Sitka producing jewelry and he'd sell it for less than a hundred dollars and I'm thinking are you kidding? You know how much that's worth? Because yeah. I used to work in a jewelry store over there and um, So you got him to raise his prices? I did <laughs> Well actually he got me to raise his prices I was uh, in I was so involved in his business. Yeah, you were. Yeah. And so we moved here and bought the place at the bottom of Lumber Street. And we moved here because my mother said, I want to go back home. And we asked her, where is that? Petersburg. And so that <laughs> planted a seed in her mind. And I, we came here several times looking for a place. And um, found that place that was a fixer-upper. And um, it was a duplex, so we turned one duplex into a, a little shop. And the other side, we stayed, but also had his studio. And so he used to joke with, with Fred Holdner and say, I can only take 10 steps to work. <laughs> that was his commute, ten yeah. steps. <laughs> yeah. And so he he was creative in his art. Yeah. He had thousands and thousands of Alaska Native culture stories. Um that he he researched um his art before he produced it to find out if it was the correct way to um, design art. Like um, he he um, he um, he researched a lot, and he had one side of the wall with native artwork, a library. And when he left this earth, I donated several books to 
Native communities like um, oh, Heidelberg, Clock, um, um, Haynes, in Haynes. Yeah. And one of his specialties, making jewelry, was the Native art, the leopard design, the raven and the eagle, incorporated with devil's thumb. Okay. And on each end of the bracelet was rose mulling. And when we first moved here, he um, attended the rose mulling class that they offer during Mayfest. Yeah. And he was the only male. <laughs> <laughs> the the Moliers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He thought it was kind of funny because he was the only male that attended. Yeah. But he... It was uh, such a hit for people here in Petersburg. And so when, but in Sitka, um, when he created jewelry there, we took the landmark of Sitka, which was Monashka Mountain, and um, he created the jewelry from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like Devil's Thumb. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I remember we, um, my, my ex mother in law. She used to wear silver bracelets all the time. She loved them, and I remember we had saved up and gotten her one of Jay's bracelets yeah. one year. Um, yeah, and she loved that bracelet. Yeah, it meant a lot to her. And I have another aunt and uncle who were married here in Petersburg, and. Jay made their wedding rings. Yeah, that was a very special um, process for them as well. They so enjoyed it, getting to know you and Jay. And, yeah. Yeah. And what I sport is um, wedding bands of raven and eagle, leopard design. And in our culture, because I'm a raven, it had to be made by an eagle, the opposite yeah. uh, side. And he asked him to put the raven and eagle design on my our matching wedding bands, which is really special. Nice. Yeah. So who made them? He is no longer on this earth. He, it was made by um, one of Jay's peers, uh, an artist in Sitka, Dave Gillanan. Okay. You probably heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, made it. And he was also our witness when we eloped. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, and it was really funny because we decided to get married, and and I took care of my mother for like 20 years, and said, Mom, don't tell anybody that we're getting married, okay? Because... <laughs> She likes to pick up the phone and spread news and oh, stuff like yeah. that, you know. So yeah. she didn't get to be there. She was she was she in Petersburg. We took her to Juno, but she didn't see uh, the ceremony. She was. Uh, we took her to Juno when I had brothers in Juno. Okay. And they took care of her, but we had the reception in Juno. Well, they okay. lived in Douglas, and so we were supposed to bring dessert for the family gathering and I brought our wedding cake. (laughs) (laughs) 
I made the wedding cake and took it up there. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. That sounds very lovely. So, um, I know you traveled a lot, you and Jay, together, because you would do all kinds of shows selling his artwork. And I know you say that he probably got his business sense from the, from, was it his grandmother who owned the drugstore? Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're a pretty savvy businesswoman yourself. And Actually, I feel I like think you I am. really took care of a lot of that. Yeah, I did. And like you said, we traveled a lot. And one time I injured um, the wedding. It's a wedding show they have in Anchorage. And okay. as a vendor, we attended that wedding show. You know, that's a place to sell yeah. invitations and jewelry. And, and um, I can remember traveling to Anchorage, and I carried a small little wedding cake. And for the design of the wedding cake, it was surrounded by wedding bands. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was striking. Wow. Yeah. And so I had it on a little turntable that would display, and someone on the jet said, I want a slice of that. (laughs) But they didn't get a slice, did they? (laughs) I'm just thinking, there was one time you did a display for me years ago, um, and you used some of Jay's jewelry, but you also had some of your mother's pieces. Yeah. And in there, was there was there a ice worm? Or it's called a woodworm. Oh, it's a woodworm. Yeah. Okay. Because was there moccasins with it? It was. Yeah. And okay. I gifted it to my oldest granddaughter, who is going to college in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Now, is... And... Is that a family crest? It is. Okay. We belong to two crests. One is, um... the, um... woodworm. Okay. And the Tonkwenidi woodworm. And the other is uh, Strong Man, okay. the tooth. Um, I don't know if the library has a pamphlet on duck tooth. I think we do. Okay. In, in the kids' room, the story that was written, wasn't it's, it? It's kind of like in the form of a comic book. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's, it's either in the children's room. I think it's in the teen section, actually. Yeah. Or maybe it's, I think it's in the teen section. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the teen section. It was, uh, the storytelling was approved by my my mother because she told the story, and it was written by um, this person in Juneau. His last name was Hope. Yeah, Ishmael Hope. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't he work for Providence Theater? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that book when I was um, the first time I worked at the library yeah and um, 
we have a native blanket with uh, a straw man on. Okay. And last year I took a Juno and gifted it to my brother Tim. He's not my natural brother, but he grew up as my brother, but he's my natural nephew. Okay. Yeah, because his father passed away, and so in our culture, the elders, they grab him and his brothers and sisters to raise him. So what is the strong man? Is it, is it an animal or is it a... Well, actually, it's a, it's a legend. Um, many, many years ago, probably generations ago, this young man wanted to go seal hunting with his uncles. And um, they made fun of him because he was small, skinny. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. He didn't have any muscles. And so the object of this book is no bullying. Let's yeah. stop bullying. And so unbeknownst to them, his uncles, he used to exercise. And back then, exercise was running into the cold water to strengthen your muscles and he'd pull up um, tree barks for strength mm -hmm. and um, and develop to be a muscular man and one day his uncles all died by sea lions that killed him and okay. they toppled yeah. The sea lion toppled his, um, their canoe, and they all perished. And so this young man, Dick Tooth, he went out to the ocean and found those sea lions. And instead of using a spear or anything like that, he was strong enough to rip them in half. And so that's why it, you see it it's open. It's like a... Yeah. It's a single tail yeah. and two sea lions, uh -huh. and that's the strong man. Yeah. Okay. And that's the tail. Okay. That makes sense. I, I, it's been so long since I've read the story. Yeah. Yeah. And the woodworm, um, my mother used to tell us, is um, when a young girl becomes of age, they put her in a dark room, isolated room, and um, she was in a little shack or something, no one to talk to, no one to laugh with, oh. eat by herself, because she was becoming of age. And so she found this worm and she started to breastfeed it and it grew and grew and grew and grew and um, the, if I can remember it grew enough for it to destroy their village and so that's where the story of the woodworm came about okay so and so my parents 
being um, Alaska Natives. And um, when I became of age, they did the same thing to me. Um, my mother did. She um, she made she isolated me, put curtains on the wall or sheets on the windows. And the reason why was um, you're not gonna be nosy and get into everybody's business by looking out the window. <laughs> was the reasons. And then once a day at night when everybody was sleeping, she'd bring me out and I'd clean the living room and tidy up and everything. And that was to teach me to be tidy and clean. And then I would eat one meal a day and that was f so I wouldn't be obese and eat, eat a lot. And, um, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. She carried on the legend with me. So I tried it with my daughters. They said, we're not going to participate in this. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So what are you looking most forward to about South Dakota? The good food. The good food? So fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fruit trees. Yeah. Well, being in Alaska, I mostly seafood. Yeah. So I'd like to try a good um, black Angus steak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll it'll be a whole new experience, but I'm yeah. There's a lot to look forward to having your daughters and grandchildren yeah. next to you. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me. Is there anything else you'd like to share or? I don't think so. I think that's, um, I think I said all I needed to say unless you have any, any more questions. No. Um, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy that you get to go be with your family. Yeah. I had mixed emotions two weeks ago. You know, I'm improving my apartments because they're going up for rental, yeah. my duplex. And I'm thinking, hey, this looks pretty nice. Perhaps I'll just stay. <laughs> I know. That's what I was yeah. thinking, too. And now today, starting the countdown, I'll be gone a week. Yeah. And um, and they happened to be on birthday yesterday. So everybody's having a party for me. No more parties until <laughs> Diane Benson comes back, okay? Oh, that's right. She's yeah. home tonight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On that note, I would like to end today's show with a very special song written by Diane Benson, performed by Diane Benson, Jeanette Ness, Brenda Louise, and Sarah C. Hansen Hofstetter. Just to send Mary off with a fond farewell, and we will miss you, have fun in South Dakota, and we will think of you often. Today's show has been made possible by the Friends of Petersburg Libraries, and is a collaboration between KFSK and the Petersburg Public Library. And here is our special song, Let's Gather Together, is the title. Hey, 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 hey. 
Hey, 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 we, oh, 